Sermon 5.8 We must eat and drink the flesh and the blood of Jesus with faith. John 6 chapter verses 31 through 59 Our fathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. The Jews then complained about him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he says, I have come down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and said to them, Do not murmur among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. 
Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. These things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Jesus blessed the five loaves of barley bread and the two fish that amounts to about one lunch pack and fed 5,000 men and more than 10,000 people in total, including women and children plentifully. Jesus blessed one lunch pack, multiplied it, and fed the crowd that followed Jesus. Therefore, the Jews followed Jesus in multitudes. The hungry and the sick followed Jesus in multitudes. Jesus healed the sick here one day and there the next day and met those who had sinned and remitted their sins. Jesus told the multitudes that followed him, Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life. He also said, This is the food which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. We can see through today's scripture passage that people sought from Jesus the bread that can give the eternal life by eating it just once, not the food that can be spoiled. The Lord said, For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives light to the world. However, they continuously asked Jesus for the bread that comes from heaven. When the people asked Jesus for the bread that comes down from heaven, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. And the Lord said in John 6 chapter, verses 37 through 40, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Jesus spoke about the eternal life, but the people did not have any interest in it at all. People asked for the food to satisfy their hunger, but Jesus said, 
I am the bread of life and all those who eat this bread shall have everlasting life. The Lord said that people would receive salvation and eternal life if they were able to eat him. Jesus tells us to eat his flesh and drinks his blood. What I want to say here is that Jesus gave himself to us as we can see in John 6 chapter verse 33. For the bread of God is he who came down from heaven and gives his life to the world. Today's scripture passage may seem complicated, but it can be summarized simply by Jesus gave us the eternal life by giving us his flesh and blood. That is why Jesus said in verse 51, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. Jesus said that he is the bread of life. Jesus said this bread is not dead bread, but is the living bread and that whosoever eats this bread shall have the eternal life. He says, the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. Jesus gave us his flesh so that we may eat that flesh and receive eternal life. That Jesus gave us his flesh tells us how much he loved us and how perfectly he has taken all our sins upon his flesh. Jesus gave us his flesh. When we truly love someone, we can sacrifice ourselves thoroughly for that person. Likewise, Jesus came to this world and gave his flesh wholly to us. Jesus received the baptism upon his flesh for our salvation and took all our sins. That is the way Jesus gave us the true remission of sin and also made us receive new life. I come to think about how much Jesus must have loved us that he gave us his flesh and blood. That the Lord gave us his flesh means that he gave all of himself to us. Jesus Christ gave us his flesh because he loved us so dearly. So I think about this. I am so thankful that Jesus came to this world, received the baptism from John the Baptist, took our sins upon him, that he took our sins upon him, shed his blood and died on the cross and that he was resurrected and became our savior. However, my heart is even more grateful because of the fact that Jesus gave his flesh to us out of his great love. That Jesus received the baptism from John the Baptist, died on the cross and was resurrected from the death to give us his flesh is the evidence that Jesus has saved us from the sins of the world 
and the judgment for sin. I really have gratitude in my heart for the love that Jesus has given to us. I believe and give thanksgiving for the fact that the Lord sacrificed his own flesh and blood and saved us from sin. How could Jesus give his flesh and save us if he did not really love us? Jesus gave his own flesh for those whom he truly loved. Jesus saved us by taking the sins of the world upon his flesh by receiving the baptism from John the Baptist, shedding blood on the cross, and being resurrected from the dead. The act of the Lord giving his own flesh was the true crystalloid of love. Jesus loved us so much and gave us the perfect salvation and eternal life. So if that is not God's love, what is it? The Lord said in John 6 chapter verse 51, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. Jesus continuously says that he gave his flesh. Jesus says that he is not dead bread and that he is the bread of life from heaven and the bread here denotes Jesus' flesh. Jesus left the glory of heaven and came on the earth in the flesh of man through a woman's body for a short while and gave up his own flesh at the Jordan River and at the top of Mount Calvary for our salvation by the remission of sins. Jesus repeatedly tells us to eat his flesh. He tells us, I have given you my body to save you from death and given you the new life. Therefore, eat my flesh. It means that the Lord will make us not die forever if we believe that the Lord gave us his flesh and bore all our sins to save us from all the sins of the world. That is why the Lord says that his flesh is the food that gives us new life. That says that the Lord came in the flesh of man and received the baptism from John the Baptist to bear all our sins upon himself. That Jesus gave up his flesh to us means that Jesus saved us by receiving the baptism from John the Baptist in this manner and dying on the cross. That Jesus bore all our sins by receiving the baptism upon his flesh means that he really loved us. It is talking about that. It is recorded in John 6 chapter verses 52 and 53. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, 
most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. The Jews argued because of what Jesus said. They were saying, we have experienced the miracle of two fish and five loaves that fed at least 5,000 people to their heart's content. Then, does it make sense for him to tell us to eat his flesh? More specifically, they could not understand this because Jesus said, The bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. Like those Jews, even now, there could be people who hear this word of God and cannot understand what it says. When we look at the book of Genesis, God saw that it was not good for Adam to live alone. Thus, God made Adam sleep, and he took one of the ribs and made the woman with it. God made the woman and took her to Adam. And then Adam was so delighted at her saying, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. Genesis 2nd chapter verse 23. What does this word mean? It is saying that God made God's church through Jesus Christ. In this word, the woman signifies the church and the man signifies Jesus Christ. It says that Jesus Christ, who came to this world as the Savior of the humanity in human flesh like Adam, the first man made God's church with his flesh and blood. Jesus bore all the sins of the entire humanity by giving up his flesh to us and receiving the baptism from John the Baptist on his own body. He has risen from death and made those who believe in him the children of God. The scriptures say that the woman implies God's church because Jesus made us the children of God through his flesh and blood. God saved us in this manner established us as his church and loves God's church as a bridegroom loves his bride. We should understand the Lord's word spiritually, but there are many people who do not. Even in today's scripture passage, a lot of commotion rose among the people when they heard the Lord say, the bread that I shall give is my flesh which I shall give for the life of the world. It means that people complained that they really could not understand when Jesus said that they should eat his flesh so that they could receive eternal life. Therefore, there rose a commotion among the Jews. What is he saying? I do not understand. How can a person Give his flesh for us to eat. How can he say he is giving us his flesh? And how can he tell us 
to eat his flesh he is giving. Jesus said this repeatedly because the Jews could not understand what Jesus was talking about. Then Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. The Lord is saying that a person needs to eat his flesh to receive eternal life. We receive eternal life only if we eat the Lord's flesh. We must definitely eat and drink the flesh and the blood of the Son of Man. This food is indispensable. Those who do not eat and drink Jesus' flesh and blood with faith cannot receive eternal life. A person does not have the life in him if he does not eat Jesus' flesh and does not drink Jesus' blood. We must eat Jesus' flesh and drink Jesus' blood if we want to receive new and eternal life and live eternally and never thirst. We must definitely eat and drink Jesus' flesh and blood. How can we then eat Jesus' flesh and blood? Becoming slaves to the realistic perspective, most Christians say, there is only one way of eating and drinking Jesus' flesh and blood. But Jesus broke the bread during the Last Supper on the Passover and said, This is my body, which is given to you. Take it and eat it. And he also gave the cup of wine and said, This is my blood, which is given to you. Drink it and do this in remembrance of me. However, many people interpret this word only literally, and they performed a grand communion and eat and drink the bread and wine through the communion. They think they receive the eternal life because they think that is eating Jesus' flesh and drinking Jesus' blood. However, we cannot just go through the communion at just ritual level if we want to truly eat Jesus' flesh and drink his blood. What does it mean to eat Jesus' blood? We eat and drink Jesus' flesh and blood by believing the truth of salvation that Jesus came to this world and received baptism from John the Baptist with his flesh at the age of 30, and thus received the sins of the humanity. The person who believes the fact that Jesus took upon himself the sins of the humanity all at once has become the one who has already eaten Jesus' flesh. Jesus telling you to eat his flesh means that you should believe that Jesus has taken all your sins upon himself when he was baptized by John the Baptist. Therefore, we do not eat Jesus' flesh by believing the theory of transubstination 
that argues the bread actually turns into the flesh of Jesus when priests bless the bread for the Holy Communion. Because Jesus loved us, he gave us his body and received the baptism from John the Baptist to take our sins upon him and shed all his blood on the cross to blot out all the sins of the world. Jesus took the bread and wine and performed the communion at the Passover symbolically in remembrance of this fact. The Passover means to pass over. On the night the Israelites left the land of Egypt, the messenger of death went around and killed all the firstborn of Egypt. However, the messenger of death passed over the houses of the Israelites that had the blood of the Passover lamb put on the lintel and the two doorposts of the house. This means that the death does not visit the people who believe in this fact and he lives eternally because he have received the remission of sin in his heart and received eternal life because Jesus came to this world at the beginning of the New Testament era, took all our sins upon his flesh by receiving the baptism from John the Baptist and died to save us from all our sins. And even if the person dies, his body will be resurrected at the time of the Lord's coming and he will enjoy eternal life with the Lord forever. The Lord is talking about that. Jesus has saved us by giving up his body to us, taking our sins upon his body, dying on the cross, and being resurrected from death because he loved us so much. The Lord told us to perform the communion to commemorate his righteous act that saved us, loved us, blotted out all our sins, and gave us eternal life. That is why Jesus repeatedly said that we must eat his flesh. I am the bread of life. I am the bread from heaven. I am the bread of life sent by my Father. Real bread is my flesh that the Father has sent to make all the people of the world live so that you may receive the life. It is my body. I came to this world in the flesh of man to save you by receiving the baptism from John the Baptist and taking your sins upon myself at once and dying on the cross and being resurrected from death. My flesh has taken all your sins upon it. You receive the cleansing of the sin by believing this, by eating my flesh. You receive the remission of sin and become a child of God. You receive eternal life. The Lord was talking about this. Are we saved regardless of whether we eat Jesus' flesh or not? We cannot receive salvation if we do not eat and drink Jesus' flesh and blood with faith. 
the gospel of the water and the spirit that the Lord has given is not an optional course that we could believe or not believe. In college, each department has required courses and optional courses for its curriculum. The required courses are the courses you must take to graduate. Not taking the optional courses has no hindrance to graduating. One just needs to fulfill the required number of credits by taking another course. But the gospel of the water and the spirit is the indispensable substance that we must definitely believe. We certainly cannot receive salvation if we do not believe this. All Christians believe Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as the Savior of the humanity. However, the problem is that most Christians regard the gospel of the water and the Spirit as an optional element in the realm of their faith. The fact that Jesus came to this world in the flesh of man took all our sins upon himself by receiving baptism from John the Baptist, was nailed to the cross and died and was resurrected from death to save us is not something we could choose to believe or not believe like an optional course. This is something we must definitely believe to receive true remission of sin and enjoy eternal life. Therefore, Everyone must eat and drink Jesus' flesh by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. I think about this, and I believe that Jesus saved me from sin, and I believe that Jesus gave the gospel of the water and the spirit to all the humanity. You may also believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit. If you do not believe in this yet, I hope you come to believe in it at this time. Jesus was born to this world, taking on human flesh through Mary's body and lived until the age of 33 before going to heaven. And while Jesus was in this world, he took all our sins upon himself and was resurrected from death to save us from all the sins of the world. Jesus loved us so much. Jesus loved us so much that he gave up his body to us. I believe this is the evidence that Jesus loved us. And I thank God even more because I believe in God's righteousness. He must loved us so much that he gave us his body to John the Baptist to receive the baptism. Wouldn't you and I also give up our body for someone if we loved that person so much? Some people become patriotic fighters to save and liberate their nation from the oppressors and they invest all their wealth and even their own bodies for that cause. There have been instances when people even died eventually as they invested all their soul and heart and wealth and body for their countries. Some people at times throw their bodies to save someone who is drowning in water because of the overwhelming sympathy for the person. 
and they sometimes end up dying after saving others. There are some individuals who jump into the railroad tracks to save a child, even though he realizes that he himself will die. As such, Jesus, the only begotten son of God the Father, who rules over the entire creation, receives glory in his existence, came to this world clothed in human flesh in order to save all the people of the world from sin and judgment because he loved all the people who have the image of the likeness of God and gave up his body at the age of 30 to John the Baptist and received baptism. Of course, the Lord receiving the baptism from John the Baptist means that Jesus gave up his flesh to us. By doing so, Jesus took the sins of the world upon himself and he hung on the cross. Jesus gave up his body to flames of fire because he so loved you and me. Jesus took all the sins of the world by receiving the baptism from John the Baptist and went to the cross. To save us, the Lord took the yoke of all sinners and he was stripped of his clothes and experienced the shame and embarrassment and suffered the pain of being nailed on the cross cruelly and spilled all the blood from the heart and died and then was resurrected from death. Therefore, the sign of the salvation is the baptism and the blood of Jesus. First Peter third chapter verse 21 says, There is also an antitype, which now saves us, baptism. We have received salvation from sin, through the flesh and the blood of Jesus. The sign of the love Jesus had for us is the flesh and blood Jesus gave up for us. The Lord has saved us from the sins of the world. When I think of this, I cannot help but give thanks for his love before the presence of God. I can feel more greatly and more deeply the Lord's love on all the humanity and me. That Jesus gave up his body for the remission of our sins to give us new life and make us live forever, to have us receive all the blessings of the kingdom of heaven, is the true love of God for us. We have received salvation because of this, and we give sincere thanks for this. Therefore, we must have true faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit if we want to eat and drink the flesh and the blood of Jesus. He says that we do not have life if we do not eat and drink Jesus' flesh and blood, and that we have life if we eat the flesh and the blood of Jesus. We eat and drink the flesh and the blood of Jesus by faith. We must eat and drink Jesus' flesh and blood. If they believe in Jesus, if they truly want to receive the remission of sin, 
if they truly want to become children of God, if they know that they deserve to go to hell due to their sins, and if they wish to receive new life and live eternally, then they need to eat and drink Jesus' flesh and blood by faith. We must eat this if that is what Jesus wishes. People that eat and drink the flesh and the blood of Jesus by faith receive new and eternal life. However, those who do not eat and drink the flesh and the blood of Jesus do not have true life and there is only eternal curse awaiting for them. What is the truth that the people who yearn to attain eternal life from God must know? All people desire eternal life. Humans seek to live eternally. Some people choose death because they think it is better to die when they undergo terrifying ordeals. Let us say one of your closest acquaintances just died. When you look at this dead person, you cannot suppress your sadness because the person has died and you cannot share fellowship with the person anymore. It is our hope to live longer and live better. The thing that makes humans really grieve is death. That is why when we look at the dead corpse, we realize that the thing we truly hope for is eternal life. I would have no other wish if you could live forever and if you could be resurrected after death and go live eternally in the kingdom of heaven. Even though you have not fulfilled all your dreams in this world, I wish you would go to a wonderful place after death and enjoy bountiful life with authority. I wish you would enjoy freedom and true joy and satisfaction and beauty in a place that does not have sickness and pain, without death and curse, without Satan, the devil, nor evil people. I hope you live forever in a place that has everything necessary, a place that has a sacred blessing and the blessing of bountiful land. That is our heart toward every dead person. We have a desire for the eternal life. That is the foremost objective every human being possesses. That is why the living thing we humans want the most is the cleansing of sins and eternal life. We must eat by faith the flesh and the blood of Jesus who has blotted out all our sins by coming to this world, receiving the baptism, dying on the cross, and resurrecting from death. The flesh of Jesus signifies the fact that Jesus took upon himself all our sins through the baptism he received from John the Baptist. That is why we must believe the fact that the Lord took all our sins and that Jesus gave us new life by carrying the sins of the world, being nailed on the cross, shedding blood to death, and then resurrecting from death. We receive eternal life only when we believe in this truth. We must eat and drink Jesus' flesh and blood by faith. Those who eat with faith shall receive eternal life, and those who do not believe cannot receive eternal life.
That is why the Lord said, I am the living bread, which came down from heaven. This bread for you is my flesh. My flesh is the flesh that I gave up so the people of the world may receive the eternal life. With this passage, the Lord spoke more specifically about his flesh. Jesus is saying that we should believe the truth that he took all our sins upon himself by receiving the baptism on his flesh and made us without sin that he took all our sins upon himself all at once through the baptism and carried them on his shoulders to the cross, that he was nailed to the cross and shed all his blood, and that he died and then was resurrected again to give us new life and the remission of sins. People who believe in this truth have received eternal life. Therefore, we can receive the remission of sins through believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit, and we can receive eternal life by eating and drinking the flesh and the blood of Jesus. Those who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit, that is being preached right now all over the world, have received the remission of sins all at once through faith. But those who have not yet chosen to eat Jesus' flesh by faith have not received the remission of sins yet. Has Jesus ever said that it is okay for us to just drink the blood? We must eat and drink the flesh and the blood of Jesus, both of them. You would run away if I told you, I will give you my flesh Go ahead and eat it. You would say, it is filthy for it is unwashed flesh. You go ahead and eat it. Who would eat your flesh? A cannibal might eat it, but who else would? But we must eat Jesus' flesh with spiritual faith. We must eat Jesus' flesh to receive the remission of all our sins. You must receive the remission of sin if you eat Jesus' flesh. Because all our sins have been transferred over to Jesus, we receive the cleansing of sin by believing this. That is the remission of sin. We receive new life if we eat and drink Jesus' flesh and blood by faith. It is because blood is the life of the flesh. The Lord took all our sins upon himself by receiving the baptism from John the Baptist, and he carried the sins of the world, died on the cross, resurrected from the death, and became our Savior. Therefore, we receive the remission of all our sins and receive new and eternal life if we believe the sacrificial love of Jesus Christ the Savior who has come by the flesh and the blood. Do you believe this? That is why I am telling you to eat and drink Jesus' flesh and blood. Jesus said he would bring alive on the last day those who eat and drink Jesus' flesh and blood. John 6 chapter verses 54 and 55 says, 
Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Our souls live forever, but our flesh dies once. But Jesus said that he will bring alive those who eat Jesus' flesh and blood from death at the last day. It means that the Lord will bring us back to life again on the last day. And at that time, we shall come back alive and enjoy eternal life with God. The Lord said, My flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. We receive new life by eating and drinking Jesus' flesh and blood. We, the righteous, who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit, really come to eat Jesus' flesh often as we live in this world and experience our shortcomings and weaknesses. Those who have become righteous have to eat Jesus' flesh as often as possible. Even though it seems like you are not eating, you automatically eat Jesus' flesh when you have shortcomings and have wrong thoughts and fall to weaknesses and sin. That is how the righteous keep their lives. They profess, The Lord took all my sins upon himself by receiving the baptism. We often eat Jesus' flesh spiritually and intentionally. That is why Jesus said, My flesh is food indeed. We do not experience hunger spiritually and go forth powerfully because we eat Jesus' flesh often and we can have spiritual fullness and gain strength in our hearts. You and I eat Jesus' flesh as often as possible. That is why Jesus said, His flesh is the true food. What is the true food for every human soul? Jesus took all our sins upon his flesh through his baptism. Jesus loved us so much that he gave his body to save us, took all our sins upon himself, and died on the cross. Therefore, Jesus' flesh and blood, that saved us forever from sin and the judgment through his death and resurrection is the true food for our souls. By eating the gospel of the water and the spirit now, that is, by believing the fact that Jesus took all our sins upon his body, we will never be hungry and receive fullness. I also eat and drink Jesus' flesh and blood. I also eat and drink Jesus' flesh and blood as I do the Lord's work. I am also lacking physically. Even though I have so many shortcomings, I can sustain my life because I eat and drink Jesus' flesh and blood often. I go on living well even though my body suffers difficulties. You also sustain your life because you eat the flesh of Jesus every day. The bread of life means that we must eat continuously, not just once, as we live in this world. The Lord gave us daily bread, 
and we eat the necessary food every day. What are we eating as the food for our minds? We eat Jesus' flesh every day. We eat every day the salvation Jesus has given to us by receiving the baptism from John the Baptist and taking the sins upon his body. We are able to go on living instead of dying because we eat Jesus' flesh and blood every day. That is why we must eat and drink Jesus' flesh and blood every day, not just once after we received the remission of sins. Let us look at the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. What is our daily bread here? Jesus gave up his body to us because he so loved us. That is why he received the baptism from John the Baptist to take all our sins upon him. This is our bread of life. Jesus' flesh and blood are the bread of our faith and the bread of true life and salvation. And it says that his blood is the true beverage for us. A person dying of sin gains fresh heart when he eats and drinks Jesus' flesh and blood and receive new life. A person dies if his blood does not circulate. Blood circulates briskly in a body that is truly alive. Those who believe that the Lord has received the baptism to take all their sins upon him died on the cross, and resurrected from death, has received new life. We have truly become the people who have received the remission of sins by eating and drinking Jesus' flesh and blood. What eventually happens to a person who has eaten Jesus' flesh and blood? Such person comes to dwell in the Lord by faith. The Lord also dwells in the person. John 6 chapter verses 56 and 57 says, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. As the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. Now, those who eat and drink Jesus' flesh and blood become one with Jesus Christ. The Lord dwells within us and we dwell in the Lord. And eventually we become one body with Christ. This is the outcome of those who have eaten the flesh and the blood of Jesus. This is the blessing God has given to every born again person. The Lord said that when we receive the remission of sins, we dwell in the Lord and the Lord dwells in us. This is receiving the remission of sins by eating Jesus' flesh and blood 
And this is how to receive the Holy Spirit as a gift. Our Holy Lord dwells in us because all of us have received the remission of sins by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. And it is conclusively written in John 6 chapter verses 58 and 59. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. These things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Jesus taught this word in the synagogue. Jesus gathered the Jews in the synagogue and taught them like the way we have the worship service in the church these days. This word is not something Jesus murmured by himself, but the word he spoke publicly in the synagogue filled with many Jews. Jesus said, this is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. I have become a person who has eaten the Lord's flesh and drunk the Lord's blood by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. If you believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit, you have also become a person who has eaten the Lord's flesh and drunk his blood by faith. Therefore, the Lord now dwells in you and me. Now the Lord and we have become one. We have become the people who have received the remission of sins and eternal life. When we perform the communion service, we must not consider it just ritualistically. Also, we must not just receive it ritualistically when we receive the baptism. We must go beyond the ritualistic communion and take part in the communion by faith with the understanding of the real truth of the gospel of the water manifested in this ritual. Jesus' flesh and his blood are to give the remission of sins and new life to you and me. Jesus' flesh specifically implies his body which signifies that Jesus has taken all our sins upon his flesh through his baptism. Jesus' flesh and the blood he shed on the cross indicate the righteous acts of Jesus that he received the baptism from John the Baptist, died on the cross, and was resurrected from the dead. It is saying that Jesus gave us the true cleansing of sin, the new life, and the eternal life by taking all our sins upon his body, dying on the cross, and being resurrected from death. This is how those who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit receive the remission of sins and eternal life. Those who have received the remission of sins by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit live eternally. As one who has passed the national examination for medical practitioners attain a medical license, a born-again person attains the license to live eternally.
Such person is chosen among many people living in the world to attain the blessing of receiving eternal life from God. No one can take away from us the remission of sins and the blessing of eternal life because it is the blessing that God has given to us who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit. That is why we are happy people. That is why we must faithfully share this gospel of the water and the spirit to the people of the entire world until the day of the Lord's coming, until the end of the world. We must preach to the people, eat the flesh of Jesus, drink the blood of Jesus, eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. They say the sisters in the church have prepared much food because it is my birthday today. There will be some delicious foods, but I do not know what they have prepared exactly. However, Jesus' flesh is different from the bread of the body. Jesus gave up his body to us and received the baptism, and he was nailed to death on the cross and resurrected from death, all because he loves us. I think once again about the fact that the Lord saved us from the sins of the world by giving up his body and that he found new life for us and gave us eternal life. And I give thanks for the love that God the Father and Jesus Christ has given us. I ponder over and over again on the love that Jesus has given to us, not by just with his lips, but by actually giving up his body. I want you to illuminate every day the love that Jesus has given us by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. I give thanks to God. We commemorate Jesus' flesh and blood when we perform the Holy Communion. And I want you to believe during this ceremony that Jesus took all our sins by receiving the baptism from John the Baptist, that he was nailed to death on the cross, and that he resurrected from the dead and cleansed all our sins. You and I must remember and believe that Jesus received the baptism and shed blood to give us the remission of sin and eternal life. Jesus gave up his body to us so that the Lord may dwell within us and we dwell in him. I earnestly want you to receive the remission of sin and the blessing of the eternal life by believing this fact. I want you to become the people who enjoy the eternal life and do not face death while living in this world by eating and drinking Jesus' flesh and blood by faith.